Welcome back, everybody, to the Resistance Broadcast. I'm John Hoey. Thank you so much for joining us today. The Rise of Skywalker is selling like hotcakes. Movie tickets. Uh, it did <laughs> about 45% better than Avengers opening day, and it's smashing franchise records. So boycott be darned. We're going to podcast all about this movie and other things here. So welcome back, everybody. Joining me, as always, is James and Lacey. Guys, how are you? Are you over the trailer hangover? Since we all watched a billion times and we recorded hours and hours of podcasts and Patreon stuff about it, or are you still in like full on, you know, trailer mode excitement stuff hype? I am. I don't want to say I'm over it, but I feel like it it has sunk in. Mm-hmm. Let's put it that way. You know okay. what I mean? I'm not like in a constant feel to to like I need to go back and rewatch it because I'm missing something. I feel like I've scanned it pretty well and we're talking about it and it's kind of like a leisurely thing now. But Lacey, are you still like uh, on that nervous, like uh, keep watching it? I haven't done any work for a week. I'm <laughs> afraid they're going to figure out <laughs> that I haven't done any work. Um, but my boss has seen the Star Wars show clips, so he kind of understands and... Yeah. Uh, I guess I'll get done. I'll do work on like, what is it? December 24th. Nope. That's Christmas. So after Christmas. But <laughs> then that's, then that's New Year's. I guess I'm never doing any work. All right. I'm sorry, Tom. That makes okay. sense. Um, What's the we were on the Star oh, Wars show, guys. That's pretty cool. We were. It's, it, it's weird. Yeah. Um, so last... Wednesday, we were on the Star Wars show as part of the fan montage for uh, the trailer reactions. And um, all three of us were on there. And I'd say we looked pretty sharp. Our video looked nice and crisp and clear. Um, and from, from beginning to end, we were kind of peppered all in there. So I thought that was pretty cool. So thank you uh, to everybody who produces the Star Wars show. Won't name specific names so you don't get added on Twitter to be in future videos and stuff but uh thank you to everybody involved uh and uh for including us i'll never forget it and um my mom said she was proud of me so that was pretty cool john <laughs> cried in front of like millions of people you know what though did it look did, people couldn't really tell right <laughs> main theme i do sound really dorky when i actually say that, it wasn't that one for me it was at the end he was like luke and, oh, luke leia. and leia yeah there was yeah. a little like a little joke in there yeah that's fine there were so many people the guy my favorite was the guy who reacts to 3po's quote yes yeah, he's sure. my favorite yes yes i want to find that guy and get him on the podcast because that reaction if that was genuine because you know some people like really go overboard with i their, think that was genuine i think, I think it was actually because I, I'll admit, I you know I don't like reaction videos. I've gone over this. Like I almost you've said did, that, but you've done a couple now. I almost didn't do ours. Glad because, he is. And, and you're like, you have to, you have to have the Patreon, the podcast. I was like, fine. So we did our. I'm glad I did now, of course. But you got to admit, there's a lot of reaction videos, and we don't need to go into specifics where people are obviously just in doing full theater mode. And I'm just like, oh, Come. there was some crazy screaming and oh my god, some people look like they were like really like they hurt themselves. So I'm like. Hey, take it easy. <laughs> a long <laughs> way to go a, here. A, yeah. Anyway, um, uh, what was I going to bring up? Oh, the poster. <laughs> the main theme. I'm just going <laughs> to say that all night. <laughs> um, the poster, guys. We didn't. That's the one thing we didn't talk about. I love this thing. I think it's the best 
theatrical poster in the sequel trilogy. What do you guys think of it? Yeah, I, d- I agree. I think it's the best poster that they've made for this trilogy. Mm-hmm. I think it's beautiful. It looks like kind of like an old school poster compared to the other ones that are like Photoshop craziness. Like mm-hmm. The Force Awakens looks just like Aladdin. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Last Jedi was just kind of weird. It was like a hodgepodge of characters. Like this poster looks cool. Mm-hmm. I I was, I don't know. At the time when The Force Awakens came, one came out, I was like, yeah, whatever. It's a poster, right? And, and now paying a little bit more attention, yeah, it does just kind of look like it's a bunch of people thrown in. But when The, the Last Jedi one came <clears throat> out, I was expecting it to look like The Force Awakens trailer, and I was like kind of thrown off. I was like, oh, this doesn't look like it at all. So yeah. seeing the third one now and how it doesn't really match either of the two, then I go, okay, so there's not really like a theme here. Maybe years down the line, we'll get like revised versions of the three right. of them or something. And like Hunger Games bit- had the same. Like it was her and fire each time. Yeah, or, or just, yeah. just in general, like four, five, and six, one, two, and three. Like when you look right. at what is kind of thought of as like theatrical versions of that, you know, they all kind of look similar. Um, but of the three by far, yeah, this is this is awesome. I would say yes to what you're saying in terms of patterns for the prequels. Like they had the mm-hmm. same artist and stuff and the special editions of the original trilogy. But the original posters of the original trilogy look like they could be three completely different standalone movies, in my opinion. But because they also don't like Star Wars isn't a big presence on them. Mm-hmm. It's the Empire Strikes Back, you know. But I like that there's no, like, pattern. I didn't like the Last Jedi theatrical poster. Like, I agree with you guys. I bought the Paul Shipper one that shows it's a little more in-depth and it shows Ray and Luke fighting in, in the distance with the sticks. Um, what is this one? Is this the IMAX poster? I can't see. Yes. Oh, sorry, I'm pointing. With the cape? Yeah. yeah. With the yeah. poncho? Yeah. Yeah, I got the one where... Luke is in like the corner with his hood on and then you see uh, Kylo Ren and Ray and a bunch of other stuff. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm buying this poster. Uh, this theatrical poster, I think, nailed it. I like the blues and the reds. Uh, I feel like the TLJ was just too much with red. And I'm not a I liked fan The of Last red, Jedi with Luke, Kylo and Ray, though. The poster they gave out at the panel. Oh, that the simp- the simply a simplified one. Yeah. With the lightsaber. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I have yeah. that one. Um, no, but I, I, I gotta, I keep asking people, when's it going to go on sale? Like, why aren't they selling this right now? It's so bizarre. I'm like, let me just buy the poster. Can I, here's money. Like, give me the poster. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't that a big discussion at celebration too? Where it was like, how do we get that poster? Yeah. (laughs) Like you have lines at your door for your merch store for all this stuff. Like, just give me a poster, man. Here's eight bucks, nine bucks. What are they? 50 bucks. I don't know. I would have loved to have gotten a poster instead of a, a hat for episode nine. Or a happy I get, meal. Yeah, I get the <laughs> that it was cold and it was like, oh, here's a hat. It's kind of yeah. cute. But like, yeah. I, I don't want a hat. I want a hmm. poster. Yeah. That's fair. Anyway. Yeah. All right, guys. Um, the news. We are looking at a few different stories here. Um, and we're not breaking down a trailer, so that's refreshing. Um, <laughs> so it's funny that we're saying that. But uh, James, what's cooking this week in the old report day La Resistance? It's French. It's the resistance. All right, La Resistance. I like that. When you um, say resistance, resistance, La Resistance, Resistance. I don't want to get yelled <laughs> at by our French listeners. 
I don't. They said I say situation correctly. Did they? (laughs) Yeah. They're just being nice. Love you guys. All right, the news. Uh, (laughs) So uh, I guess the big story here is that we're going to be talking about is the pre-sale ticket uh, records and stuff that uh, the Rise of Skywalker has set. John, you said earlier that it did um, forty-five percent. Uh, of the Avengers Endgame within the first day, but it was first hour. First hour. Uh, for, 45% of um, more, 45% more than Avengers Endgame in the first hour and 2.5 <laughs> times the amount of Last Jedi's ticket sales on the first day. So as of now, it's number two um, for like all time. That's second to Endgame. And then under that is Aquaman, The Last Jedi, and Infinity War. So the big question then having those stats is, and I'm going to start with you, John, is does that directly correlate with, you know, want and people coming out to see this movie and Endgame, not Endgame, but Endgame box office? I didn't mean not Avengers. Yeah, uh, I don't know about the Endgame thing. I was happy to hear that, though, um, because I think if it was the other way around and it was um, The Rise of Skywalker only does 45% of what Mm -hmm. Endgame did, you know, the people who love Marvel and hate Star Wars now are going to be like, yep, look, it's tanking, like it's dying. But it, and the way they worded it was weird because some blogs and YouTubers did go out thinking that's what it meant. And they had to be corrected. They did 45% more. So for every ticket uh, Avengers sold in the first hour, Star Wars sold 1.45, one and a half, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I it thought did that was, fall short of Endgame, though. So it is weird to say in the first hour. Yeah, sure. And that's fine. But it's breaking Star Wars records, mm-hmm. which is good. Now, with, at the same time, you have to have a little hesitation because Solo smashed Black Panther. And we know how those two movies stacked up in their box office runs. So there's a lot more to play here. Uh, you have your diehard fans who buy tickets first. They're always going to buy the tickets to the movies. Now it's about how you market the movie. And that's where things get affected. Avengers... Uh, was marketed very well. They had a lot of online viral campaigns and that sort of thing. Um, but and Star Wars usually doesn't do that. I think where this movie is going to succeed is that it is the last one. So we'll bring people back just to say, let me find out how this thing ends. As long as they keep hammering home as the last one, people will be like, oh, it is? All right, I'll go see Mark Hamill one more time. And then I think I think it'll be good enough where us and even... I like Star Wars fans will see it more than once. Whereas I think some people who didn't like The Last Jedi, they're like, oh, I'm good. So I think it'll have staying power there too. Um, so I think this is all a good sign. It's not that big of a deal, uh, but it, you know, it, it, it's stuff that pe- it validates people, I guess, is what I'll say there. So Lacey, if these were all tea leaves, what do you read? <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny that articles like this get written like i get it from the business sense you're like oh that movie's doing so well oh this is what good marketing is we can replicate this for our own business and oh look at how much money disney's making as a stakeholder but like at the end of the day i don't really care how much money star wars makes in the movie because i'm going to see it no matter what and i just find it very interesting that i feel like it's been a kind of this thing since the last jedi that people are harping on box office numbers like so hard And I don't understand why, because at the end of the day, it doesn't necessarily affect them, but they claim that it is dependent on how popular a movie is or how good a movie is, more to say, not popular, how good a movie is. So like Solo, they're like, oh, that movie sucked because it didn't make money. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not 
true because there have been terrible movies that have made tons of money. Um, I mean, look at like, what is it like minions or something? <laughs> those, those movies make buckets of money and they're garbage. Yeah. But, um, I think this movie is going to do really, really well. Do I think it's going to beat the force awakens? It's going to definitely beat the last Jedi. I think it has a chance to beat the force awakens. Cause like John said, I think people are going to see it because it's the last one. So, like, my parents didn't go to the movies to see The Last Jedi, but I could see them being like, oh, it's the last one. Let me go see it. Mm -hmm. Um, I also just think that you have a lot of fans that have been angry for two years. And regardless, like, they're going to be the first ones in line to see this movie because they want to see how it ends. Um, So I think it's going to do good no matter what. I just find it really funny that people harp on box office numbers so much. And, James, in this article, it says also via Fandango that, the Rise of Skywalker outsold TFA uh, in first day sales. So comparing it to The Force Awakens, um, it outsold uh, that juggernaut. So that's interesting, too. The other thing, yeah. too, that I saw in the article was people claiming that because JJ's coming back. And I think that's a big factor because people know JJ, whereas they don't know Ryan Johnson and what they know of him. I think general people are like, oh, people hated The Last Jedi, so he must not be a good director, even if that's not true. Whereas they'll be like, oh, I liked The Force Awakens and JJ's back. I'll go see it. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I As far as the, the ticket sales and what they mean projection-wise for the larger picture, I, I don't normally see any bit of correlation i mean we've even kind of debunked that in this article you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh oh uh the last jedi also beat force awakens on those numbers and force awakens by far has a higher worldwide and domestic box office so it you know i don't really know how that goes i definitely i'm still sticking to um what lacy said it's going to do better than the last jedi but it won't do as good as force awakens yeah um, i actually right yes so um the first movie of every trilogy did the best. Uh, the second did the worst of the trilogy. And then the third one did between the, the first and the second mm-hmm. um, for both the original and for uh, the prequels. So it sticks to that and it kind of makes sense. Um, but I, I will say, Lizzie, I just I think there's no way it beats Force Awakens. I just I, I don't think so I don't either. see it possible. Um, that was just such a large number. But mm. yeah. And it had the hype of Star Wars being back. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have a lot of competition. Jumanji is really the only thing. Um, And Cats. Nope. So like I said, (laughs) um, yeah. So no. um, I I I mean, Jumanji was a big title, and I think a lot of families are going to be going to that. So I I wouldn't rule it out. James, you know what you say it debunks the whole itself in a sense but i think it is important hearing that the rise of skywalker outsold tfa because of people saying this movie's going to suffer because of the last jedi and there's no sign of that whatsoever Mm. oh yeah i guess that's true yeah um well speaking of bringing things back jj is not bringing back endor apparently or (laughs) maybe he is we don't know but uh, it looks like the Star Tours ride is going to be heading to Kef Burr. You guys want to say Burr? It's beer. 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 Beer is how Matt Martin said Kef. It's actually he said it was Keef Beer. I think Keef Beer. That's like how it's Kiefer pronounced. Sutherland K- drinks beer. E E F B E E R. 
Keith. Keith. All right. Keith. Keith Beer uh, is the planet that Star Tours is going to be visiting. Um, it's the oceanic moon, which we know Jana is from. We know the Death Star 2 wreckage is there. We don't know how it fits in necessarily with Endor and the bigger picture, but um, it's cool that we're going to be able to visit that planet, and it's nice to be able to get a name not off like a weird screenshotted Monopoly board, right? That was that planet, right? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Lacey, start this one off. Uh, well, you already told us. It, so Matt's saying it, Keith Beer. That's interesting. I'm uh, pretty sure. I feel like someone's going to correct me. I know it's beer, B-E-E-R, but mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he said it was Keith Beer. Um, what are my that. thoughts? First of all, I love Star Tours, so anytime they add stuff, I get excited. But I'm that sucker that goes there, and then I never get the new levels. Like, no matter how many <laughs> times I ride it, I always get Jakku over and over and over and over mm-hmm. again. Um, it's just cool that they like add these things and it's always up to date. I think that's just part of the Disney experience is that they're always trying to keep things going. Um, as for her being on the moon, I think it makes sense. I mean, we saw those kind of behind the scenes shots a year ago of them on like a grassy hill in England. And then we see that same hill in the first teaser. It's the same one she was on. So it makes sense that she would be there. Um, I don't know what that means for, the overall story, but we saw that in the trailer behind Finn on that kind of like Death Star piece, she's behind him standing there. Hmm. Someone figured it out. So, I, think I mean, I, well, I saw a couple people do it. No offense, James, uh, but yes, hmm. you did too. Um, James, call it quick before they do. Call it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> call it culture. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think that just shows that she's going to have a bigger part in the movie, which is super exciting that, uh, she has a good part because I really like her as an actress. I think she's just really fun and she does good interviews. So nice. Yeah. yeah. That was more um, Han Hans. Yeah. That was uh but filmed at the outside of the Cardington airsheds, I think. Yeah, like in the middle of like a field. Yeah, they're just like, this works. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the biggest like landscape. And they're like, oh yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. John, do you have any opinions on this being the resting site for the Death Star 2? I do. And um, actually, Alex Damon hacked our Twitter account and posted this tweet explaining what all this is about. So thank you for doing that, Alex. Um, No, it's uh, so Endor is actually a system with a giant gas planet and Kef Beer or Keef Beer or Kiefer Beer Mm-hmm. Cafe beer, whatever. That one's it. That's it. Is one of nine moons. The One of the other ones being the forest moon where the Ewoks are. So it's possible every one of these moons gravitated some of the debris and maybe all of the planets, all the moons have some of the Death Star 2 on it. We're seeing Kef beer with the part that had the satellite dish and maybe the throne room. They got the best parts of the Death Star, let's be honest. Um, mm. So... I think that explains it. So when people say, oh, they're not going to feature Endor, it's like, well, they are, but it's this moon and not the ones that had the teddy bears on it. So um, I know people are like bummed out. They may not see an Ewok. I think we'll still see an Ewok in episode nine. I, I, I have a feeling Wicket's still going to show up somehow because. Kenny Baker? Or um, not Kenny Baker. Um, Warwick. Yeah, Warwick. Yeah, yeah. Warwick Davis. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, it's like, it's funny. JJ's like, well, I can't bring back the forest moon because then people are going to call me a rehasher again. 
how about this other moon in the Endor system? <laughs> we'll do, we'll play there for a little while. Um, but uh, I, I think it's cool. I think it's interesting. Um, and I don't know why it seems hard to explain. Like people are very confused about it. But um, I think if you just look at it as it's a system, just like the Haas system or mm-hmm. Tatooine or, or whatever, and it's one of the nine moons and where the Ewoks are, are another one of the nine moons. And there's seven others that we haven't seen yet. Ray might start on Endor, though. Because that landscape looks very different from the ocean moon. Some, and some people think they may that may also that could also be Yavin Four. They may be going back mm. there because you see Leia's Corvette. Um, mm-hmm. And that I saw would be someone big. try to pick out the foliage too, and they were like, "These plants appear on Yavin." <laughs> yeah. You can eat these ones, but you like, can't eat these ones. It's yeah, it's exactly. insane. I wonder where they filmed that. That was was that all the Black Rock shooting? You think they did, or you think they did some in California for that? Maybe, now, maybe they did reshoots in California. Is the Black Rock stuff the like Kylo, like slam down thing? I think that, or because I think they said Poe's uh, X Wing was one of the Black Rock things, and we said we shot. Yeah, like shot, the ships, so yeah. the base when kind they're of. parked. Yeah, the parked ships. Um, so probably wherever that base is is what that is, and I don't know if that's Yavin or, or like you say, it could be Endor. I think for that it would make if it's a base it would make more sense for it to be Yavin and if you want to cook up the fan service Yavin works, um, but I don't know. I, I think and the the Jana thing I have to admit I don't know much about Naomi Aki I have to admit that but she seems really interesting the character seems great and like you said Lacey she seemed like to, she had a lot of fun doing this and mm-hmm. you know I love that I love when actors like don't mind nerding out that they were into Star Wars so mm-hmm. for sure. Um, I do sort of have a problem with it being on another planet from like a fan servicey thing. <laughs> Cause I'm all down with the new stuff, but it is a little bit annoying, you know, that that planet's not Tatooine, it's Pasana and that planet's not Yavin. It's this other thing. And this planet's not Endor. It's Keith beer, you know, it, it's just a little bit annoying sometimes. And also I know it's so simple for them to explain it because, and I said this in the Patreon chat, but this is on the, on the podcast. Like it's as simple as this, like we need to go to where the death star is. And they're like, Oh, you're talking about the forest moon. He's like, no, actually we deflected some of the other things. And it's, he's like pointing to a map here on Kef beer. That's where the main, uh, whatever is, you know, it's a and bigger it's like, moon. Okay. I mean, they don't even have to explain what it is. They just have to explain they need to go to where the Death Star is. Yeah. And it's not there. It's actually here. The The remains that we're looking for actually landed on this other moon near uh, the forest moon or something. You know, it's it's a simple explanation. We're going to get that in the movie, I'm sure, mm-hmm. because there's no way for people to be like, yo, come on. I saw this thing blow up. Yeah. Right above that planet. Right. So they have to explain how it's on a different, uh, you know what I mean, space entity. And so, James, did yeah. you say that explanation was not canon, that they deflected it to protect the rebels? No, you misunderstood. That is canon. Oh, well, but there it's, you go. it's, yeah, it's the only thing that we have took that kind of and it makes me curious too if like they were writing this and they're like oh better explain set some of this up so it's literally just in a tweet that's the only reference we have that when the explosion they tried to set up like laser barriers around endor to deflect the (laughs) um explosion and one lever turned it on 
Yeah, yeah, that's what the I don't know how they would do that, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's what they said. So, right. and it's just in a tweet. It's not in a book or a reference. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, that's it, Kef Beer. Oh. Oh, I'm excited to visit it. One other thing, someone pointed out in one of our YouTube comments, I think, um, on one of our the trailer breakdown things, mm-hmm. the beginning of the trailer when when Finn goes, the Force brought us together. He, they think that that's him talking to Jana, and she may be a rel- relative of his. And the Force brought them back together. That really interested me. I don't know how I feel about that, but I think Finn's on that that moon looking through those binoculars. Yeah, I agree. That that sounds like Finn trying to convince her to join the fight, and I don't feel like she is going to have to be convinced. Maybe. I feel like Poe is the one that needs convincing. For what? With what? the force. Oh, the force. Oh, I don't know. Like, I could see him being like, we don't need the force. We need, you know, allies and weapons and stuff. And Finn being like, I don't like know. him not I've... understanding Ray and then Finn explaining to Poe what's going on. Hmm. I think, I think uh, Poe believes in the force. Like, I think that's why he's friends with Lor Santeca. You know what I mean? Like, they're not force-sensitive, but they're force-aware <laughs> really? believers. What? B- wasn't he born inside a force tree or near Not a inside, tree? but yeah. his Luke's, Luke, with the help of Poe's mother, saved two force trees. Luke took one, and he told her to go and plant it somewhere. She planted it on Yavin, and they set up a family there. That's like where Poe was born. And everything for Poe. Basically, yeah, yeah. With like a forced tree like outside of their house. Yeah. That's um, sweet. I just thought that was interesting, that comment. I didn't mean to divert the conversation, but I was like, man, what if that would be like so fulfilling for Finn to have found family? But I don't know. I, I've said it before. Oh, no, yeah. I didn't. I said uh, she was part of Lando. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Some sort of relation in there. Mm. All right. Uh, Daisy <clears throat> says it doesn't bother her that people come up with like fan theories about her character and the character of Kylo Ren. Um, so she is kind of addressing this whole like Raylo phenomenon. And she says that uh, JJ deals with it. Uh, it's a very complex is- issue. This is her quote. Uh, People talk about toxic relationships and whatever it is. It's no joke. And I think it's dealt with really well because it's not skimmed over. So she thinks that uh, there are going to be large groups of people that she is interested to see their reactions to this movie, considering what she's been paying attention to within the fandom. Um, so... I don't know. Uh, John, you want to start on this one? Where, where, where do you start on this one? I mean, is um, she, is she, give, is she saying it's good to go? Yeah, I think it's, uh, I think it's been pretty clear on record that Daisy Ridley has said in the past, she's not a fan of the Raylo thing or she just, you know, earlier on in previous movies, she has said something to that effect. To me, it just sounds like, you know, it's going to be addressed. So don't worry. Uh, don't go crazy with anything else you're hearing. It's going to be addressed. But her wording, that you know, she calls it this whole Raylo thing. Like that wording to me is just like an obstacle. That's what when you phrase things like that to me, that's like an obstacle. Like, oh man, I got to I got to deal with that that whole report thing at work. That's like to me, it sounds like an obstacle. Um, and she's saying she's acknowledging. I know some people are very passionate about it. Some aren't. She knows that there's a wedge there. 
that means JJ is fully aware that there's a wedge there. So uh, I think they address it in terms of a connection, but full blown romance. I just it, this to me does not give me any indication that that's the case. And if I'm being honest, if if you look at actual romance uh, stories, and if you, especially if you stretch it out over three movies. There isn't really a whole lot of chemistry between these two romantically uh, if you take away people's interpretations in fan fiction. So, and I'll be slaughtered in the comments for that, but that's just how I see it. Lacey, do you want me to answer this before you go or? Yeah, you can go. Go ahead. I, I hesitantly, because I'm not a fan of Raylo or I, I believe that that's a thing. I think these comments feel like she's hinting that it's going to happen. So I actually take the exact opposite approach to you on John. I'm not saying I'm not calling it that it is going to happen, but they're the way she words it to me. Um, like saying like people talk about these like toxic relationships or whatever. And then like, that's dismissive. Like it's not that what mm-hmm. we're doing is not that um, just a couple of different, you know, I don't know. I guess it's just how I'm reading it in my head or whatever, but it does make me wonder. Um, I was surprised you said that she has gone on record that she's not a fan of the Raylo thing. Cause to me, when I read this, I go, Oh, I think she might actually be a fan of that. And they might, as she's hoping, or, or she, I guess she said, she knows kind of what's going to happen in the yeah. movie, but I was kind of thinking maybe she is kind of clued into like, Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be addressed. We're dealing with it. It's complex, but uh, we're going to we're going to tackle that. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I, it made me think that there clearly uh, was going to be something there. What do you, what do you think, Lacey? Tie break us. So, you know, that gif of Tom Hanks from You've Got Mail where he's like, <laughs> that's me right now. So. I think that <laughs> I don't even know I, that I know the gif you're talking about. People know. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I think that she's, first of all, playing the game. She's very good at doing this. This is something I think that she's learned over the past however many years to play the game. She's saying what has been told to say to her, like, or what she's been told to say, which is Mm -hmm. don't give anything away, but don't say yes or no, but kind of mention it because it's a hot topic. This poor girl gets asked about Raylo like every single time she's doing something. And it's so it's to the point that I can hear her voice saying Raylo over and over and over again because she just keeps getting asked. So that being said, I think that she is saying that it will be addressed. I don't know if she's saying that it's definitely going to happen, but I know people are just going to pull these quotes for whatever side they want to use, which is obviously you guys just did that exact thing. <laughs> um, but that's not the side I want to use. I'm just saying, like, people are picking and pulling what she thinks. You know what I mean? Like, they're going to say, oh, well, I want it to happen, so she's saying it's going to happen. Oh, I don't want it to happen, so... I think she's literally playing the game. Um, Mm. But I think by saying it's going to be addressed, I think that you can't ignore that there's going to be some aspect of Raylo in this movie. Now, whether it's she loves him, he doesn't love her back, She he loves her, she doesn't love him back, or they love each other or their friends, there's some aspect of Raylo that's going to be addressed in this movie, whether John wants it to happen or not. Wait, them being <laughs> friends is not Raylo to me because Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez weren't friends. The whole thing of putting the name together and shipping is romance. It's not friends. 
but it can also be an intimacy thing. See, that's what this is what's going to happen. It's not going to happen, right? And then people are going to say, well, that's what I meant. It's still, it's still, I still called it. I can't speak for other people. I'm just speaking for myself. When I hear Raylo, I think of the relationship between Ray and Kylo. So you don't think romance? You think no, I do think romance. So if they team up and beat Palpatine. Can I finish giving my answer before okay, you question? Ahead. I thought you were done. Okay, I'm not. <clears throat> so then for you to say, John, uh, to say that based on romances and other movies, this doesn't, there aren't signs of romance. There are plenty of notes of romance in these movies that call back to Pride and Prejudice, that call back to, um, I believe it's called North and South on Netflix. Like there, it's the enemies to lovers trope. Mm. There is plenty of notes and moments that hint at things that are going to happen that, would ultimately lead to romance. So I don't okay. think that you can say that there aren't moments in these movies that hint at it because if they didn't, we wouldn't be even talking about this right now. I'm just well, saying I've seen any strange magic too, which was the George Lucas movie, right? George Lucas animated movie was yeah. like a light and dark enemies. Mm-hmm. And then they become lovers at the end. If I right. remember correctly. And, to be fair, there's a lot of people driving this from, you know, like jokes and comments like Mark Hamill and Ryan Johnson and stuff like that, which are kind of fueling the fire. But I think that there is it's going to be addressed in the next movie, whether you want it to happen or not. There is something going on there. It's yeah. just we don't know if it's one sided or it's mutual. Yeah. I mean, she said they're going to address it. I mean, like you say, it's just a matter of how. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm just from my chair, like, and people can be like, "Well, you don't know romance." It's like, "Well, I'm married, so whatever." Um, <laughs> no one's saying that. Uh, like, I don't care what you think, um, but you know, I, I just when I look at the movies and uh, just a, as the art itself, and not anything anyone else interpreted or created based on that, I don't see romantic chemistry between them. And I know a trope is there about enemies to lovers, but when I see these two in their scenes, they haven't spent too much time one-on-one. And when they do, it's usually he's kidnapping her or subduing her or she's chained up or, you know, I, I, and they're, or they're fighting. Like I don't see the romantic chemistry. I think if you ask a lot of people who are outside of the bubble of this whole Raylo thing, some people be like, what? What are you talking See, about? See, I think the exact opposite. I think a lot more people are for it than you think. Mm. And not for it as in like, yay, I'm for Raylo. I mean sure. for it as in like they understand it and they get it. Because when the T- when TFA came out, like Rolling Stone or New Yorker, one of those two, wrote a whole article on the chemistry and like intensity of the interrogation scene in a romantic way. Sure. There's going to be a so lot of editorials about that. I understand that. No, I'm saying back in 2015. Oh, and I get that. I get it. I'm just saying from my chair, from my perspective. That's fair. Yeah. From my perspective, (laughs) (laughs) I, I definitely think that I, I think the best comparison to make is the relationship between Jen and Cassian, because I definitely think there's so much in that relationship that if you wanted to, you could say they clearly have, feelings for each other. And as that movie goes on, they, they didn't at first, then they start to gain affinity for each other. They start to understand each other. By the end of that movie, they're in the elevator and they're like this close. I think that 
that that line is perfect because there's understanding and there's this tension that might be romantic, but we're not addressing it. Just right now, Mm. we're fully aware that we understand each other on each other's planes. Now, had they kissed in the elevator, boom, Raylo. That that's when it happens to me. But since I don't think there will be a physical act happening, that that's why I say it doesn't cross the line. But I think that what they'll do is they'll they'll ride the line of being aware of each other, understanding each other, and to some degree, understandably, somebody could pull some romantic vibes out of that yeah, but I, I agree. think that's where it ends and so the movie people walk out and they go oh man that was really cool they like teamed up and they were like good friends and they understood each other and then you know he died or whatever you know ho- however it goes but to say that it was so clearly romantic I think is going to be crossing the line and be like eh, elements so you don't think them touching hands is romantic um no Really? I mean, no. it, it could be or it couldn't be. You could look at it in a lot of ways. I don't I don't like the fact that people say because they touched hands, it's romantic. And if you don't think that, you're an idiot. Like, I'm so over that. And I see it a lot and it annoys the hell out of me. It really does. Yeah, I, I, I saw somewhere once that it was it was like so clearly obvious a sex scene and i was like what i was like well it's because they it's ryan johnson said that he said it was the closest thing you're going to get to a sex scene that's what he said on record in an interview at south by southwest last year two years ago so that's where people are pulling it from his mouth so when you go on stage as the director and say yes this scene is the closest thing you're ever going to get to a sex scene in a star wars movie what do you think people are going to think that it is a sex scene? <laughs> no, it's the closest thing you'll ever no, I know, get but to a what sex I'm, scene. What I've heard I think that's is insulting that to it Han very and Leia in clearly Empire, is frankly. a sex scene. And yeah. I've even heard Romantic. that she would be pregnant because of this. <laughs> like force pregnant because of the sex scene. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, where, are we, where are we going, guys? You mm-hmm. know? I... Okay, I'll backtrack a little bit. I do think that it could be taken as romantic. It yeah. could be taken as romantic. So I yeah. don't want to. I don't want to put my foot. There on There was down, a lot of slow completely. pushes and close-ups in that scene, and firelight and moody music. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It says yeah. romance to me. And yeah. Then, then twenty minutes later, he said he'll destroy her and everything. I'm. I'm not discrediting that. I'm just saying to say there are no notes of romance. And then blamed the murder of the Supreme Leader of the First Order on the girl to its top general. That's love, baby. Some Sometimes, though, when I see that scene, though, I'm thinking of her as like a broken person looking for an answer. And he's there, you know, like I know he's reaching out to her, but I still kind of like take it like he's reaching out his hand saying like, here I am. And she's like flirting with the devil. Like, like, do I, I take it? Do I take it? Do I go for it? And then she's like really on the verge of like reaching out, touching him and closing that door to the romantic relationship. But that's when Luke comes in. So it's like it never happens. You don't see her like actually making connection with someone else that might just be like super lonely. Oh, it could be. I mean, it could be a lot of things. I agree. No. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I, I do see that. But like that doesn't mean romantic. Okay. 
What's the what's the scene in American Pie where like the guy goes up to the room and he's there all night with the girl, <laughs> but then they just I like had know. conversations all night. But he told everybody know. he slept with her. Anyway. Oh scene. yeah, the Terminator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But Are you trying like to they tell just, me? That Kylo Ren like is when, the Terminator, dude. When she, when they came down the stairs, she like says like Thank you. Last night was amazing." And then she like gives him a hug and leaves. Yeah. yeah. And and it's yeah. just like because of their connection that they had, it was taken as romantic mm-hmm. from yeah. the outside view. But anyway. Yeah. Um. Gosh, we are not having this conversation, are we? All right. That's we it, guys. Did. That's we uh. Did. We did yeah, I know. Um, that's it. Uh, John, you got anything you want to do for a rundown? Yeah. So this might be one of the final scoundrels rundowns. No, it's not. I said it might be. Might be. Okay. But on that note, everyone ready? Three, two, one. Punch it. Punch it. All right, guys, we have poll results, and I want to talk about them. Very serious stuff. We asked you guys, Finn via John Boyega likes to scream a lot, and his two big words he screams often are, Ray! And, Woo! So so we asked you guys, which one's the better one? And it was actually one of our closer polls. (laughs) <laughs> Believe it or not. Do you have a real opinion on this? 53 to 47 for Woo over Ray. So uh, I was surprised about that, but I can go either way because Ray is like in a dire situation. He's never like screaming Ray like, Ray, they have free cookies. It's always like, no, you're taking Ray away. But with Woo, he's, they're always like, like kicking A and doing good stuff. So um, he screams Poe too. Yeah, he screams a lot, you know? <laughs> anyway. Uh, all right, guys. Like we said before, the Resistance broadcast, we were on the Star Wars show. So one more time, we just want to thank everybody involved with that. That was a big trip. We appreciate it very much. And also that two of our patrons made the clip too, uh, Todd and Josh. So good job, fellas. Um, I believe Todd's was exclusively in his Stormtrooper helmet, though. <laughs> it was not Hello Greedo. It was Todd. It was Todd <laughs> yeah. DeGrossier. Wiping his tears. Wiping his tears, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Good for Hello Greedo to like anytime someone sees a stormtrooper helmet, like that guy is branded yeah. himself so, so good. But anyway, um, guys, we talked about it earlier, but the Mandalorian episode air dates were revealed. All of them are going to be on Fridays, um, uh, except the first episode, which is going to be when the app launches on, I believe, Tuesday, November 12th, and the rest every Friday thereafter, except the week of The Rise of Skywalker, where it will air on uh, Wednesday the 18th of December and the finale on December 27th after The Rise of Skywalker. So if you need a breather between your viewings of The Rise of Skywalker, you can catch the season finale of The Mandalorian on December 27th. And that is it for The Scoundrels Rundown. So now we're going to send it to Lacey for nope, no, no, not ask the resistance. Ask the, no. No, we're switching it this week just to flip the script on you guys. Your resistance transmissions. So, Chewy, get us out of here. I, I put my like skeptical Chewy face on. I gotta change it to my happy <laughs> Chewy face. <laughs> All right, guys, it's time for a special Monday 
rendition of Ask the Resistance. So, as you guys know, this works how John puts up a crazy, wacky situation. And every week, you guys give your creative, funniest, best answers. And we read them live on the show. So, I've never read these. I don't know what the situation is. So, this week, it's a caption to add a quote or dialogue to, to the photo of Zori Bliss from Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. So it's an image of Zori talking what I think is Poe because of the wonderful hair. It has to be Poe. And she's holding up like what looks like a coin, which some people think is the back of C-3PO's head. That little like data thing. Mm -hmm. All right. It's one of those gold pieces from uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so there's there's still zombie pirates somewhere. Yeah. Yes. Um going back. That's a way back joke, you know. Johnny Depp. Um oh, oh, okay. oh, 03. So, that movie's 16 years old. That was the number one movie that year. That I was 06. Loved that movie, the first one. Yeah, it was 06. 03. 06. You want to bet? Yeah. Uh two beers. Fine. 06. <laughs> 03, 2003. You know how I know it's 06? How? Which I'm going to eat it right now if I'm wrong. Is because we once had a trivia question at my old job. And I thought they were like, what was the number one movie in 06? And I was like, oh, it must have been this. You know how I know it was 03? Because I did a drinking game my senior year of college to Pirates of the Caribbean. And I graduated in 2004. Is it Dead Man's Chest? No, the original. Are you sure? Is it Dead Man's Chest? Curse of the Black Pearl. Oh, Curse of the Black Pearl. Okay. All right. Wait, we're going to we'll do a li- Wait, are we doing a live result right here? Yeah, go ahead. Look it up. See Who's looking when it up? When did Pirates of the Caribbean Curse of the Black Pearl come out? Curse of the Black Pearl 2003. Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl was released July 9th, 2003. Ah, ah two beers for me. <laughs> On the tab of Lacey. <laughs> All right. Our resistance transmission. Anyway, the first one is Danny at Chibigon89. Hi, Danny. And she said, Look at this, Poe. Look at it. Do you have any idea what this is? Neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> I added a little acting in there. That was good acting. Acting. Um, next is Pete Fletzer at Fletzer Pete. And he said, I've never Pete. heard of him. Then. After seven years, I was sent home to my family. And now, little man, I give the watch to you. <laughs> Do you know from that. Pulp Fiction? That's a Pulp Fiction reference, Christopher Walken. Yeah. Um, next is Joey Sack at Joey Sack. Hi, Joey. He said, I bypass the compressor. Ooh. Yeah. That's a callback <laughs> to like she uh, sold it the same way. TFA. My favorite is the gift that's like, I've made garlic bread. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't see that one. I can look that up. There's a gif of Ray looking at Han Solo and she has garlic bread. Nice. Garlic bread. And Han's like. (laughs) Han's like, actually, give me a piece. I'm pretty hungry. (laughs) (laughs) Next is John Reese at John S. Reese. Hi, John. He said, that coin, that coin. When was the last time you were at Discovery Zone? That's a piece (laughs) Place I have not heard <laughs> heard spoken in a long time, long time. Nice. Yo, I loved the Discovery Zone. What now, back what, in the day? What, is that like um like a Chuck E. Cheese? Is that what that is? John, sort of. they had a Discovery Zone over near the Danbury Mall. I didn't move here till I was eleven. Oh, 
Never mind. I know. I there was a Discovery <laughs> Zone around me, but I don't remember where it was. I just got so offended that you didn't know there was a Discovery Zone there. You, yeah. Have you ever heard of a Chuck E. Cheese? You know where Buffalo Wild Wings is across from the Dairy Fair Mall. There used to be a Chuck E. Cheese there. <laughs> Yeah, the yeah. Chuck E. Cheese yeah. was a Discovery Zone. Oh, so there you go. It has a big rolly slide. Have you ever been to like Dave and Buster's? Pits. Yeah. We should go to Dave and Buster's. No, we shouldn't. That place sucks. Next is Elora Huntington. Ooh, what a lovely name. At Elora Huntington. Way to get your so, handle. She sounds so proper. Yeah. Like she's like sipping tea somewhere, like yeah. Downton Abbey. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she said, look at this. It's worthless. $10 from a vendor in the street, but I take it. I bury it in the sand for a thousand years. It becomes priceless, like the Ark. Is that an Indiana Jones quote? Yes. Look at the Lucasfilm fan over here. <laughs> Next is Paul Howe, not Ho, Howe, at Dandy1138. And he said, heads we go to McDonald's, tails we go to Subway. I better land on heads. Why you want to go to McDonald's? You don't like Subway over Subway? Yeah, uh, Subway was created in Connecticut, John. Yeah, and their bread is made from yoga mats. <laughs> I don't need that Subway. So mm. next you don't is eat fresh. Oh, I don't. Ryan Simmy at Ryan Ryan Scott zero zero, and he said, "I don't care what's on this disc. I won't cut my hair." Ah, I don't get it. Felicity reference. Oh, guys, I'm telling you, she's not taking that helmet off. They made her cut her hair and the ratings tanked. They didn't make her. I thought she wanted to. Oh, she just did it? I'm pretty sure she just did it. And the ratings did tank. Big mistake. Uh, Big mistake. Huge, huge huge mistake. mistake. I don't know anything about this. That's pretty J.J. Abrams created Felicity. And they ha- she had long, curly, kind of bushy I hair. I don't know anything about Felicity. It's a college I, girl just trying to find her way in the big city. In the city. <laughs> with two hot du- like dudes, like, finding her way. And she had big, curly hair. It was, like, beautiful, beautiful hair. The killer and from, they cut it like, off. two guys, a girl in a New York pizza place? Yeah. Kind of. You know the killer, the killer from Scream 3, James? He's no. one of her boyfriends on the show. Never seen Scream 3. His name, he has one of those like generic names like Scott Michael Stanley, like Scott Thomas I only Michael. watched the first Scream. Scott like, Foley, that's the name. Three months ago. Scream? Yeah, the first Scream. Great movie. Or any any of them. I've never seen any of them but the first one is what I'm trying to say. Don't You, 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 don't, you only need to see the first one. Really. All right. So Mixter at Mixta110 said... I've found 3PO's nipple. (laughs) Ouch. Oh my God. Next is Bruce at Pass the Bruce. Oh, I like that. Said, quote, the Luke Skywalker you saw in the last movie was a fake. This is the map to the real Luke Skywalker. (laughs) She's not going to get through this. The one with visible abs and a green lightsaber He's totally prepared to murder his nephew. No second thoughts or force projection fake outs this time. Nice. Fan rewrites. That's it. Oh, Luke's dead. That's the deal. <laughs> Next is Brian Ward at Brian E. Ward. He said, 
This token entitles you to a free small Jawa juice at participating Texas diner locations. (laughs) Good job, Brian. That's a good one. That was a good one. All right, guys, if you want to be on the show, make sure to follow us on Twitter at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N. Every week, John puts up some crazy scenario, and then you guys give your answers, (laughs) and I read them, and we have a good time. Talk about Discovery Zone. John, back to you. Thank you so much, Lacey. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> Lacey, have you seen Scream? No. You haven't seen Scream? No. Oh, we got to watch Scream. So I don't like scary movies. It's not. It's more of a... Um, <laughs> I don't like scary, gory movies. Do you realize that's like kind of <clears throat> the line from the movie, right? Like oh, yeah. what? Do you I've like never scary seen movies? movies? I don't know. I don't. He calls you on the phone. Like, I've never like, seen Scream. Yeah. I don't like scary movies. That's literally it's like the so big line. It's like on the poster. It says, do you like scary yes. movies? Yes. All right, guys. Um, do you like uh, Star Wars podcasts? Because we are one. And if uh, you're new to us, make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Podbean, Google Play, all that good stuff. And spread the word because we're growing thanks to you guys. So we appreciate that. Make sure you drop a comment. Get the uh, conversation going. And if you want to continue the conversation and you're, if you're not sick of TRB twice a week, you can go hop, over, hop over to our Patreon page. That is patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. We have five tiers. Uh, the first tier gets you access to the page and we uh, post new videos there all the time. Uh, bonus questions, polls, mini episodes, a lot of great stuff. And we're uh, doing a relaunch not a relaunch, but a lot of new stuff coming on November 7th. And uh, Lacey facilitates that page for us, so be nice to Lacey. And um, check it out. It's a great time, and uh, we appreciate all the support, especially from our generals, who are Carmelo, Brian Shalito, Andrew Staley, Neil Lowry, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, David Probus, John Reese, and Val Trichkoff. Thank you so much, generals. And um, make sure you're heading to StarWarsNewsNet.com every day for your latest Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. You know where to go for this shirt. You know where to go. TeePublic.com slash user (laughs) slash resistance broadcast. Uh, James designs most of our um, designs. I couldn't think of another word for that. So go check it out and pick one up. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey and over at Star Wars News Net. James, when you're not watching the Scream quadrilogy, where can people find you? Apparently watching Austin Powers. <laughs> <laughs> Allow myself to, to introduce, introduce myself. Myself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a Twitter and Instagram at Meyer Trunks. Uh, I'd spell it, but it's right there. So there it is. Um, and that is a Street Fighter reference. Um, Lacey, how about you? <laughs> the main theme. Uh, people can find me on Twitter <laughs> and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin. Who did you say that you were going to do that? Like, did you? Luke and Leia. What? This. <laughs> yeah. Don't talk, Lacey. This you movie got no room. is going to end. I wasn't me. crying. I didn't cry. You were crying. It's going to end me. Destroy me. Screaming. (laughs) All right, guys. We'll be back. Main theme. With you guys on Thursday, which is Happy Halloween. And we may have a guest. We may not. We're not sure. But we think so. We'll be here. And we'll be talking (laughs) Star Wars as always. So we hope you enjoy your week. Get your costumes ready. Because we're not going to be wearing any. But we'll see you on Thursday morning right here on the Resistance Broadcast. And as always, we'll see you around, kids. Bye.